This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is the G Podcast. Episode 140 is in the building. Yes. Hello, hello. I'm your host, Tommy B. So much to talk about, y'all, once again. It is like um, Biden's best week, y'all. I got to go ahead and do it. (laughs) I don't know how. (laughs) But it's Biden's best week, y'all. He's a happy man. They passed As we speak, like stuff, you know, this is grammatically incorrect, but stuff be happening on Sundays. (laughs) I mean, you know what I mean? It pops off on Sunday. I don't know. You know, things pass. Unfortunately, people People pass pass. away. Um, But (laughs) Sunday is the... day to tape. I mean, a lot of folks, you know, it's just a lot of activity on Sunday. But I'm your host, Tommy B. So much to talk about. Brittany Griner is going to get nine years or has been given nine years sentence. And, and we're going to talk about that um, because actually that's not such a bad thing when it comes down to moving forward to try to negotiate her release. We'll talk about that. Biden catches COVID twice. Again, so nice. He got it twice. And and you know what? It led to his best week ever. So maybe he needs to keep COVID. <laughs> maybe maybe COVID is the way. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, it's like you know he caught COVID twice and 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 he had a better week. And you know, after all hope was lost, yo, you know we might be seeing justice for Breonna Taylor in Kentucky. I mean, it took the feds to jump in to do it, but you know we you know it looks like we might be seeing. Um, you know, some justice via uh, the Fed, the federal government, you know, Department of Justice, Department of Justice is jumping in and uh, hopefully we'll see something. But this is the G podcast, y'all, episode 140. Each week we do news, politics, pop culture, that piping hot tea from the one and only. Y'all give it up for Tanya B in the building. Yes. Tanya B, Tanya B. And the, is it the month long yes. birth, birthday celebration, Tanya B? That yeah. is correct. Yes. <laughs> Let me go ahead and give you your. Um, there you go. Tanya B is in the hey, building. Hey, hey. Birdwire again, Fridays and Saturdays, 8 p.m., 10 p.m., uh, Saturdays at noon. Tanya B, what you got going on? I mean, when it when it comes down, you know, interestingly, just, in yeah, you did your Jesse Jesse Johnson it, tribute this past weekend. But go ahead. Yeah. And you know what? I just want to say shout out. I got more social media engagement on that than I have in a very long time. I mean, a very yes. so shout out to all the people, you know, that checked in. And you know, I said I would have some wig splitters for you. I know a lot of people didn't know, and I used to be one of them. I knew that he had was very involved in um, one of the biggest records of the 83-84 was, uh, along with Jamin Lewis, Sherilyn's Preppy, which gave us her hit encore, which everybody played. Cool. Yep. That was a Jesse Johnson deal. And also, a lot of people did not know, I used to be one of them. I used to be one of them. That Jesse Johnson actually wrote Nights Like This, recorded by Actor 7, that was in the Five Heartbeats movie. That was one of the most played songs from a movie. Wow. And it was an award. It got an award for that. You know, who knew? So Jesse been dipping it and doing it behind the scenes 2015 with D'Angelo and the Vanguard won a Grammy so he really has been doing a lot behind the scenes he didn't just go off into the sunset a lot of movie soundtracks and Mm. another 48 hours and things along that line so I just thought he deserved some shine and uh, apparently a lot of people agreed so I'm going to give it up just a chance I mean I'm telling you though my song can you help me? That's my jam. Yeah, man. When that, that came it. on, that, that intro, dun, 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 that was my I know, jam. it's like, I, I could not not yeah. do that. And then again, his top <laughs> charted record yeah. was actually 
I was Sly Stone. I'm like, how oh, yeah. he got Sly Stone to come out of the van down by the river, even back then, yeah. you know, to record crazy. And Sly was in for the video, too. But, so you know, got to give it up to him. Here's the odd thing, because you played Jerk Off by the um, yeah. So by I the said, got to give it up to Jesse Jer- Johnson. I, think. I said Jerk Off. Yeah. <laughs> jerk Out. People didn't realize that was the time's only number one record and people also didn't know. He said a lot of uh, songwriting credits were taken away from him, but he is a co-writer of two of the time's biggest hits from the movie Purple Rain, which was Jungle Love and and The Bird. He co-wrote them as well. Very cool. So give it up. Great job this week, by the way. Good job. Again, as always. As always. Welcome back. I look forward to you. Uh, Definitely uh, some hot tea. We got a lot of stuff going on. A whole lot of great mm-hmm. tea this week, so we're going to get into that. And y'all give it up for the one and only. He is back, y'all. And another birthday. It's like August is the birthday capital. Yeah, <laughs> y'all give it up for the one and only country. Com- hey, you, you know, hey, country commentator, I was going to wait until the end of the show for this, but people missed you. Uh, one, one, of, one, of, one of the audience said that, that you remind them of themselves sitting on the porch. Um <laughs> Old man sitting on the porch. So, so he he said, "Give you a let me let me make sure I do it right. Give you your air horn." And the other one, if hey, if you watch if you watch the show either on YouTube or you know we have another link that that brings you in to uh, actually a studio called Riverside. Um, somebody else asked about your uh, now. This is a trip, Vi. So you you there? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm here loud and clear. They asked about the Schiffero. <laughs> in the the back, The China cabinet. They say, is that a real China cabinet or is it just a background? <laughs> Tell them it is uh, not a China cabinet. Is it a Schiffero? It's definitely real. No, what you call them things? Everybody get from now, they get from they go to Germany. It's either a curio or a break front. See, we called it. As we called to a it, China cabinet. We called it well, from like Cooley High back in the day, Schiffero. <laughs> no, my, uh-huh. my wife, she had that handmade while she's in Germany. She wow. designed the whole oh. thing out of made. Well, wow. they, they just asked if, if it was real because it's old school. It's real. Okay, so it's it, definitely real. It is real. <laughs> See, Vi, you don't think people pay attention. You don't think people pay attention to you. Because, I see. I see. It's so you know, real. <laughs> they were asking, "Hey, where is Vaughn? And they, you know, and, and we got some, the, we got some great the, comments. The crystal, yeah. Tell them the crystal and all is very real. <laughs> okay, cool. You gonna put a price on it? Put it on eBay? <laughs> no, I I wanted to, but my my son said, "Do not sell it. Do he not sell it." Well, cool, very mm-hmm. cool. But I, I'm telling you, people, you got great comments as well. Yeah, Tanya B always gets her comments about her tea. But you were getting comments about the benediction as well, man. So good to have you back, okay, man. Cool. I know a lot's been going on. Yeah, You've been traveling. I'm glad I didn't. I'm yeah. glad in our last, the last one, I didn't offend anybody. I told them that. Don't be going out partying that night. Thank God bless them. No, it was good Good advice. Actually, you got, you know, oh. it, people said it was good advice. Go ahead, Tanya B. Yeah. You know what I say, Vi. <laughs> Don't be out here Tootsie rolling, dipping it low and spreading it wide. That's how we got where we are right now. So it's okay. Ooh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi over there Tootsie rolling in Tyron. <laughs> I want to just messed up everything. Tyron. Hey, hey, you know, let me say this, though, um, Tanya B, regarding that. I was not happy about that. And even though it did turn out okay, the ramifications of a China just continuing to pick on Taiwan, possibly raising the price of goods because you can't go into Walmart. You know, Vi, you used to work there. 
if if yeah. uh, you know what 80% of the goods come from china you know or taiwan so so if if there's a decision by china to go up or you know cut us off you know we better be pre- prepared to deal with that so you know i have to ask you know my question to her is was it worth it was it really worth it i mean why yeah. is she so intent in going to taiwan cuz we already yeah. said we're not going to take up for them yeah i know i mean so it, i go over there china said leave me alone leave me alone yeah I just, I mean, with so much going on, I mean, luckily Biden had a good week because I think if if Biden had would have had a bad week, I don't think the conversation would be as pleasant in the White House with the Speaker of the House. But I'm going to leave it at that. Hey, y'all, again, this is episode 140. This is the G Podcast. So much coming up. And let's do this because uh, we got a lot to talk about. I do want to go ahead and do the news headlines. Uh, So let's do news with the one and only Syracuse Mike, and we'll come right back. Here we go. News team. For the week in news with Syracuse Mike. Tuesday night, by a vote of 86 to 11, the Senate passed legislation to expand health care benefits for millions of veterans who were exposed to toxic burn pits while serving in the military. Burn pits were used to incinerate waste plus hazardous material and chemical compounds at military sites throughout Iraq and Afghanistan. You've been hearing about this battle for several days now, especially from comedian and activist John Stewart. Many Republicans initially supported helping the vets, but then objected to the bill, saying they had an issue with switching the burn pits fund from discretionary to mandatory spending. They say the move would free up $400 billion in a way that lawmakers could use the money for something else. To pass it, the two parties finally agreed to a series of amendment votes. Tuesday, she became the first U.S. House Speaker to visit Taiwan in 25 years. In a statement, Nancy Pelosi says the congressional delegation's visit to Taiwan honors America's unwavering commitment to supporting the country's vibrant democracy. China is not happy, condemning the visit as a serious violation of the One China principle. China maintains Taiwan as part of their territory and has threatened serious consequences if Pelosi made the visit. The official U.S. position is to not support Taiwan independence. In a rare example of support from across the aisle, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says he agrees with the visit. I think it's important that the Speaker did go to Taiwan. I don't think the Chinese uh, get to tell members of Congress where they can go. The White House is in an odd position, not wanting to be seen as critical of Pelosi, but also kind of wishing she wasn't in Taiwan. President Biden has signed an executive order meant to make it easier for women to cross state lines to get abortions. I commit to the American people that we're doing everything in our power to safeguard access to health care, including the right to choose that women had under Roe v. Wade. In a virtual appearance, Mr. Biden also had a warning for Republicans telling the GOP the issue could damage them politically. The Biden administration has established an interagency task force to respond to the recent high court ruling that overturned Roe v. Wade. The White House says the Department of Health and Human Services will come up with specifics on how they will work with states to provide Medicaid waivers. Yesterday's executive order comes as there were celebrations in the state of Kansas after it became clear Tuesday evening that voters had decided to protect abortion rights in the state's constitution. Rachel Sweet is with Planned Parenthood. The voters of Kansas have spoken loud and clear. We will not tolerate extreme bans on abortion in our state. The victory and the percentage that it passed in a Republican and socially conservative state like Kansas is being noticed across the country. 
In Georgia, pregnant women will be able to list their fetus as a dependent on their state tax returns. Again, this is state taxes only. It's still a bit unclear what happens if the woman applies for an exemption and there's a miscarriage and what type of documentation will be required to prove a pregnancy. Of course, child support from the father is another issue that state officials will have to clear up further. Today's overdue, but it still hurts. That's Breonna Taylor's mother, Tamika Palmer, after U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that federal charges have been filed against four Louisville police officers for violating Taylor's civil rights. Here's Garland. Specifically, we allege that Ms. Taylor's Fourth Amendment rights were violated when defendants Joshua Jaynes, Kyle Meany, and Kelly Goodlett sought a warrant to search Ms. Taylor's home knowing that the officers lacked probable cause for the search. Brett Hankison is the fourth officer involved. Taylor was 26 when she was shot and killed by Louisville officers after they knocked down the door. Thinking the officers were intruders, her boyfriend fired a shot and hit one of the officers before they returned fire, striking Taylor. One of the issues driving the federal investigation, false and misleading statements tied to the search warrant. The U.S. has declared monkeypox a public health emergency as cases top 6,600 nationwide. Georgia has topped 500 cases. I will be declaring a public health emergency on monkeypox. That's Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra. The announcement basically means emergency funds will be freed up, health agencies will be able to collect more data from states, and this declaration should speed up vaccine distribution. President Biden and Senate Democrats got some good news Thursday night after finally locking in Senator Kirsten Sinema's support for their climate, tax, and health care proposal. The deal will allow Democrats to move forward on the legislation this weekend. In a statement, Sinema said she won changes that would protect advanced manufacturing and boost our clean energy economy. And Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said the agreement preserves major pieces of his earlier agreement with Senator Joe Manchin. The new agreement with Cinema includes changes to portions of the corporate minimum tax structure. WNBA star Brittany Griner was found guilty in Russia and sentenced to nine years in prison for smuggling drugs into the country. Griner, who had pled guilty to bringing less than one gram of cannabis oil into Russia, is devastated, according to her attorney. Reaction from the White House. We have repeatedly called for Russia to release her immediately so she can be with her wife, loved ones, friends and teammates. An appeal is expected and the U.S. is still trying to arrange a prisoner swap with Russia for Griner and former Marine Paul Whelan's freedom. Hey, and again, um, the situation with Brittany Griner, um, honestly, this had to be done in order for them to move forward. Now, everybody believes that definitely it was too harsh for, you know, for what she bought in. She was not doing any kind of distribution. Uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, I was listening and, and you can check out Rob Redding on Castropolis. But one of the things that Rob said, Rob said that because she is gay, because, you know, she's lesbian, she's partnered, actually, you know, she's married, she has a wife. Um, they feel that Russia was even, you know, more harsh on her because of that. Um, but one of the things that uh, one of the big negotiators who has done negotiations between Russia before uh, has said that this situation had to be done. The sentencing had to be done before they could actually even start connecting with Russia to talk about a release. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm you know, it, it definitely doesn't feel good. And, you know, from an anxiety from I, I guess from a psychological standpoint, that's a lot to carry. Knowing in your 30s, you basically her entire 30s, if this were to stand, would be in jail in Russia. 
And that really puts a, a damper on her career. But, um, you know, again, have hope because of the fact that this step, the sentencing had to go down in order for the State Department to connect with Russia and diplomacy to get her out. Tanya, but you got something to say? You no, know, I just think had this been, and let's just call a thing a thing, had this been Rebecca Lobo or one of the other WNBA players who has a different pigmentation situation, uh, the sentencing and everything that's gone on for the last, what, almost six months would not have happened. Yeah. You know, and again, we also have to remember yeah. that this person that owns that team that uh, Brittany Griner with BG was playing on is a very close uh, ally, friend, whatever you want to call it, of Putin. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this is almost they using her, I think, as a bargaining chip to get what they want. Yeah. That's I, what I think it is. I agree. And, and Vi, you got any thoughts? Any thoughts? Vi? Jump on in. I agree with her on that because I was reading when they said this uh this this white lady married she caught got caught with less than that I don't even think she got a, a year I think she got months and they let her go just like that yeah and also I think it has a lot to do who she is Brittany's a superstar basketball player yeah and yeah. black you know that 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 it being being black did not help yeah I agree I agree well you know we'll see again um, you know most people are saying the sentencing had to go down in order. For her to be in the in for them position. to move on the next step, yeah, for them to do next steps to say it's fair, without a doubt, it, it just doesn't seem fair. But we'll see. Hopefully, we can uh, we can go ahead and you know negotiate, get her and Wigland out, and move forward. I would recommend, and and it would be crazy. I don't see why any athlete should continue to to, to quote unquote do business with Russia at this point, knowing you know that basically they could do anything. Uh, especially with us supporting Ukraine, um, you know, they should really block any kind of uh, any kind of business that's being done. Whether any sport, any sport, they should not. Right. Or even business, yeah. any business, actually, which is business. You're getting paid. You know what I'm saying? You know, you're getting paid to play, you know. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah but let me let me just say this. Yeah. Look at how many female WNBA players or just female athletes, period, yeah. have to leave this country to go to, you know, countries like Russia or Taiwan or China or wherever yeah. to play. You don't find as many males that have to go and do that. And I, I maybe unless I missed the memo, unless we all missed it, have you ever heard of any former male African-American, black, brown or tan male player? having to deal with what Britney's dealing with right now? No, no. And 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 probably because when you look at the fact that Britney's paid what? She's the highest paid at 200 grand and the lowest probably when you look at the lowest paid NBA players at a million, you know, the you know, most of those guys, well most of them will have enough to bank and plus they'll have enough opportunities within the states to kind of hang around. But I'm going to leave it at that. We'll see how the negotiations go. Okay. Uh, I, I did talk to Stephanie Gray, uh, stephanielgray.com. Um, we're going to have her on. Uh, I think she, she just couldn't make it this week, but we're going to have her on in the future for a future show. And hopefully maybe we can have her on uh, when, when Brittany's released to kind of talk about her experience because she's an international uh, she played in the international leagues uh, as a pro, so she can give us some insight as well. One other thing I want to jump to, um, you know, we just had the uh, the bill pass. And, and one of the things, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time. What I'll do is post a link on our podcast page because there's a lot to it. And I just don't want to go down the list. We got a lot on the show today. But um, I will post the link to what's in the bill and what's not in the bill. I was a little surprised by what's not in the bill. 
And and this is probably why um, Bernie Sanders was upset. And you've heard zero from AOC because a lot of the stuff that they were pushing for was not in the bill. And I would say uh, the reason it's not in the bill is not because of the Republicans, it's because of cinema and mansion. Those are the two reasons why a lot of things were taken out uh, and negotiated for, uh, because primarily, you know, the Republicans weren't going to vote for it anyway. This comes down to cinema and mansion. But one of the things that it will do is it will bring down the cost of insulin uh, to uh, cap it at $35 a month. Um, there's some, you know, what do you call stipulations with that. But um, the other thing, free vaccines for seniors, um, the Affordable Care Act, they're going to expand the subsidies. And also uh, they're going to put an inflation cap on pharmacy companies to where and they can also negotiate. Medicare can negotiate with the pharmaceutical companies. But the other thing is they're going to put a cap on drug prices so that drug companies can't exceed inflation when they come when it comes down to raising drug prices, because, you know, they'll jack it up in a minute. As soon as the demand hits, it'll be like 100 times profit, you know, in a year. So bottom line is uh, there's a lot of good. And and I give Biden credit and I give the Democratic Party credit when credit is due. But it's not like me being on a sports team. I mean, or or actually supporting a sports team. These guys work for us. So when they don't work for us, you need to call it out and and, and not have the kind of loyalty to where, oh, if either you, you know, you, you roll with the Democrats or you don't. No, I mean, I didn't I didn't do it for Obama. Uh, I, I didn't do it for Clinton. And, you know, I mean, definitely didn't do it for Bush. <laughs> you know, definitely, without a doubt, didn't do it for, for Trump. So, you know, ultimately, they're, they're here to work for us. So when, you know, we're still waiting, African-Americans, you know, blacks, we're still waiting for voting reform, the John Lewis bill and police reform, which is the George Floyd Police Act, which Nancy Pelosi was wearing kente cloth a couple of years ago that she promised. So, you know, I, I get this and and I applaud the week that they've had, but there's still things that, you know, that, that impact the African-American community. Um, and he said he had our back. So let's see if he does. He's got time, but let's see if he does. I'm going to leave it at that, y'all. That's what I got. All right, y'all, let's do this. Um, you know, let's take a quick break. And, and you know what I'll do? Let's take a quick break and we'll come back with Tanya B and the T. All right, here we go. time, y'all. Sipping the tea with Tanya B. Tanya B, what you got? What you got? You know, I I hit, Um, we are going to do your What's Cooking. I got another song for you for What's Cooking, though. I'm going to play it. Okay. (laughs) But go ahead. What you got in the tea, Tanya B? What you got? Okay, uh, let me just get right to it. Uh, I mentioned this last week, and I'm still talking about it because things have, just what I predicted would happen has happened, and I'm talking about Mesty Nasty Neat Nasty Neo, the cheater of the decade. He's out there raw dogging these thoughts and women. I'm calling his his estranged wife Crystal. Women who sell their bodies for money. He's having unprotected sex, and she said after eight years of marriage and three kids, one of whom she just had, like I think this year, she's done with him. 
know, I think Neo knew what he was doing, but he did the Johnny Taylor and said it's cheaper to keep her. But now he's going to have to pay, 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 pay. And uh, word from the curb is, and as I said, the you know his wife. Uh, Crystal is claiming that he recently had another baby, a side baby. So, you know, I just say the way you get him, Crystal, is the way you lose him, Crystal. Just keep that in mind. But Neil's just not the marrying type of guy. You know, he's the same guy who claims he understands women and really has respect for them, who wrote Irreplaceable that was recorded by Beyonce, clearly is living a double life. And, um, I, you know, he's been out there after he liked her post putting him on front street and he's out there still doing the, the champagne life and partying it up and out there tootsie rolling, dipping it low, spreading it wide with a whole bunch of different women. So I, I think this, uh, actually, I think this is why his album, although it's not the best album, uh, it's really not selling. I think he really has um, alienated his the, his core fan base. So we'll see what he's going to do now. He didn't have to come out of pocket. And now he's, what you got next? Uh, yeah, he, <laughs> he's getting he's getting divorced and we're from the curb is that Usher is allegedly getting married. Maybe the third time may be a charm for him. He's got a girlfriend, a fiance, and her name is so long, I don't want to botch it. I'll just say baby mama number two. She's got two kids with Usher and word from the curb is that they're getting married. So hey, you know what? Well, this Usher, is how long have they been baby. together? They've been together for a while though, right? A couple of years? Three years. Three years, Three years yeah, two yeah, kids. Cool. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Good for mm-hmm. him. Good for him. Congrats and yeah, exactly. And good luck, you know, if it you know if it works, so be it. Yeah. Um, we're gonna talk about the Prince estate now. It was all over the news that this 156.4 million dollar estate battle had come to an end but here's a gag about this whole thing again keeping in mind 156.4 um the family has to split six million dollars four ways the three siblings and then with uh i think his name was steve gruner he is the owner of the company primary wave and the husband of pinch's dear friend uh talk show host tamron hall so if you if you divide six million four ways it's not a lot of money what they say it really is. What they say, grand opening, grand closing. Great, yeah, it's, that's it. You know, they've been not you know, the estate, not the, all not these pages. attorneys and yeah. all these consultant fees and all this whatnot. Yeah. And then Prince has two siblings, John and Jackson. They passed away during this six-year battle, and their families are not going to get. I say again, their families get nothing. Mm. Okay. And then uh, Comerica Bank is keeping $3 million as a reserve for any future expenses and costs associated with closing the estate. So uh, that really isn't, like I said, take away six from 156. But word from the curb is, and I say this, allegedly, 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 Hmm. something came into my space that said the estate is actually worth about four times as much as they're claiming. So just do the quick math and say, okay, who got the money? Who got the money? That's all. Hey, one, one, the money? one thing I'm going to say, Tanya B, and, and uh, next week we've got Teddy Aston coming in. Teddy, of course, was an executive at Warner Brothers, um, and he was there when Prince was hot, you know, for, for the, you know, most of the years, Prince, you know, of course, I think the um, 80s, the 80s for the most part, and into the 90s, actually, mm-hmm. and, and beyond the 90s. Uh, so he's going to give us some insight next week into maybe not the entire behind the scenes legal battle, but at least what could potentially mm-hmm. happen. So he'll be on not just to talk about that. He's got a new book. And, you know, I've known Teddy. You've you, you probably known Teddy for years. But he's going to be on with us next week and we can ask him about that. Cool. What else you got next? Yeah, this, 
this is just a cautionary tale. What happens when you pass away? You don't have your affairs in order. You have no wife, no will, and no children. This exactly. is what happens. And the only people that make money off of this, just like the Aretha Franklin estate, are the attorneys. They're the ones that got the, the lion's share of the money. Yep, so true. If you think about it. So you know? true. Okay, now I also want to tell, talk to you about um, a new television show. Uh, Snoop Dogg and Kenya Barris, who we remember as uh, the one of the co-creators of Blackish, the two of them have partnered up for an upcoming comedy series. It's called The Underdogs. Snoop's going to star in this. He also will co-produce. And it's about, it's just imagine this, The Bad News Bears, which was a movie from the 70s about a youth baseball team. This is The Bad News Bears, but with a football team. And Snoop plays an NFL superstar who has a run-in with the law and he has to agree to coach a youth football team to try to get back in people's good graces and jumpstart his career. So I think it should be interesting. And what's also interesting about this, it's directed by a guy named Chuck Stone. Who is he? I'm so glad you asked. If you recall, like back in 99, maybe, okay. the term of Super Bowl commercial, what's up, what's up, what's okay. up? Chuck Stone was the creator and he was one of the what's up guys. So he's still dipping and doing his thing, representing Philadelphia. Hey, real so quick on, be on, on that, the good thing is Snoop has like massive experience in youth football. So he knows. Yeah, I mean, he's been coaching. Yeah, he's yeah. been coaching and he has a league. Uh, so so definitely yes, he does, he, yeah. he's going to probably lean on that experience to make it great. The other thing you and I talked about real quick is, you know, Barris. What's his name? Kendra Barris? Am I saying his Kenya name? Barris. Yeah, Kenya Barris. Kenya, just call him You Kenya. know, the, the blackish brand kind of peaked. Uh, some of the stuff he's dropped on Netflix hasn't done. It's kind of been, eh. So hopefully he'll use this thing to kind of, you know, kind of, I guess, jumpstart his career. Up. Or change he, it up a bit. Blackish is, yeah, yeah Blackish is over. Yeah. Uh, Mixedish didn't make it. Grownish is still on. Yeah. I give that maybe one more season. One more. Um, and then, you know, there was supposed to be Oldish with Jennifer Lewis and no. Lawrence Fishburne. And that seems to have gone into, you know, the abyss of whatever happened to. No. So I think he just can't be a one trick pony. He's got some, he, this other series he's got coming up with um, Wiz Khalifa on Netflix as well. So okay. we'll, we'll see, see what happens. We'll see. What you got? And then I also want to here's what here's what I'm looking for. I am going up for this so much because I always loved Everybody Hates Chris. I've seen each and every episode more times than I can care to recall. But now there's an adult animated version coming to a small screen someday. It's called Everybody Still Hates Chris. <laughs> and of course, Chris Rock's involved in it. Uh, he's doing this in conjunction with MTV Entertainment. And, you know, it talks about, you know, him being, you know, this skinny, nerdy guy in working class Bed-Stuy Brooklyn in the late 80s. But but what's interesting about it is he's working with his longtime collaborator, uh, Ali Leroy, who we all know is remember Pootie Tang. That's Pootie Tang. Oh, <laughs> so boy. Chris and Pootie Tang will be working on this again. It's been in you know development for a year and a half. And I know COVID came in and kind of put the kibosh on everything. But um, it, it's mm. going to go straight to, you know, TV. So Chris will still narrate it. And I'm looking forward to it. You know, well, and now see, you, this, you know how it. <laughs> <laughs> how the show went. Remember how the show stopped when Chris was about to get out of high school because he yeah. wanted to take the GED test. And then I guess that we'll talk about how he just kind of maybe honed his comedy chops because it picks up from uh, from his teenage years. Are they going to so, have the same parents? Uh, Those are the that they made the show. 
you know. You know, that, that's very, especially uh, Tashina Arnold, yeah. yeah, yeah Tashina yeah, Arnold yeah. and uh, Terry Crews. You know, it would be cool if they would get them to come back and voice because, you know, Terry Crews, Tashina Arnold, they always have 99 jobs and they always keep a gig. So I hope they will come to so. so. narrate it. And, yeah, I hope so. I know, I, I know I, as do I, as do I, as do I. Now we are going to talk about this is what I, I made this up. I call it Chaka Kanye. Okay, so just follow me. I'm going to follow you. Uh, in a recent interview, Shaka Khan was asked about Kanye West sampling her 80s hit through the wire. You know, that was one of his, I guess, his breakthrough, really, uh, debut hit. It happened almost 30 years ago, and she said, I haven't heard from him, and I'm not looking to hear from him. But what she yeah. did say was she was upset he pitched up the uh, her voice like mm-hmm. three times too many and she said I sound like a chipmunk it was stupid and it was insulting and she said had I known he was going to do this when I agreed and cleared the sample I would have said no so I say like this even back then Shaka still holding on and and and, and handling her business and I wonder if what she was saying was a low brow shade to Khalees mm. Okay. You know, about, you know, handling your business and making sure you own something. And, you know, I also say this. And if you're in Hollywood and you're a high profile person and you're with somebody for nine months, that equates to nine, you know, years in the real world. And with that said, if you haven't heard, uh, Kim K and the uh, comic actor Pete Davidson have called it quits. I'm hearing that it's because their schedules just conflict. And I heard that, you know, she's got four kids. She don't want five because he is considerably younger than she is. But uh, it, Kim and Kanye getting back together, that is not going to happen. Do you know, he just got dumped by his fifth divorce attorney. I don't know if he's going to try to represent himself. I hope not, because that would not be a good thing. But they're set to go to trial for this divorce December 14th. So he better hurry up and try. I was like, hey, come call Ben Crump. Ben Crump will show up. <laughs> you know Even though saying? he has no expertise in that particular field, yeah. Ben Crump may show up. He might. He might. We'll see. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. And you know You know what I got to say, but I'm going to leave it at that. You're not going to say anything. <laughs> you not, but I got to say one thing. But two, quickly, two things. One thing is, you know, I'm a sports illiterate, but I got to tell you, if you have not seen this uh, documentary called Point Gods on Showtime about NBA point guards and how the bulk of them come from New York, you've got Kenny Smith, uh, not uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? I think Kenny Anderson, Stefan Marbury, Nate Tiny Archibald. You've got Rod Strickland and Mark Jackson. And I'm telling you, yeah, they Jackson don't represent yeah. women. Yeah, they don't represent women. Yeah. I'll get that. That's what I didn't like. But again, I, I thought it was great. And all of these plays, what they did to, and I I get it to get the you know to just make that mark in sports history. Almost every player that I name who's in there is a co-executive producer, which means they all put money in the pot to get this uh, documentary done. And I thought it was great. Good, good, good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, hey just a couple of things. And, and uh, you know, definitely um, Love Coach Steph is in the building. She is here. Uh, but I want to go ahead and try to finish up uh, entertainment news. Just a couple of things on the Shy update. Um, you know, for those who check out the Shy on Showtime, Emmett and Tiff have been forced to be better co-parents. I'm telling y'all, something <laughs> something about to happen. Uh, Tiff is moving in with Emmett. It was not a, a happy situation when they told, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Keisha's moving in with Emmett now, and they had to tell Tiff, and it was not pleasant. Uh, tragedy strikes. Uh, Jim and Jake uh, are no longer uh, going to be parents. And, and Bakari, this guy, I'm here to tell you, for those of you who watched The Shy, 
Shad, you gotta watch out, brother. Uh, uh, that's Jason Weaver's uh, character. You gotta watch out, mm. Papa. Y'all need to stay away from this dude. I'm telling you, I can smell it. I can smell it. You know, Alina Wait. I know how she thinks, and something's about to go down. Um, I am proud of Shad, though his character, Jason Weaver. Uh, he's handling himself. He's growing as a man. He was at a great uh, a dinner for his girlfriend. He went to a dinner and actually, um, you know, because he has a record, you know, of course, she said, don't tell my daddy that you've been in jail. Um, he went ahead and told him anyway. You thought it was going to explode at the table. But take a look at the show and you'll see how it went. Uh, Trigg's about to learn that Fatima is not Imani. For those of you who watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. I think it's going to get ugly. Uh, again, um, you know, KW, I got to say what's up. I got to give KW his due. KW, if you want to see uh, KW, our notes on the shot and our commentary, you can go to um, at the G, at this is the G podcast on um, on IG and you'll see our comments and you can jump in with your comments as well. Uh, or you can actually just go to castropolis.net. Leave us a voicemail at the people poll. We'd love to hear what you think. If you watch the shy. Uh, which I'm, I'm definitely, that's one of my, my favorite shows these days. So definitely go and give us some some info on social media. Also, big recommendation this week. And, and Vi, I know you've seen this. Prey on Hulu, which is the prequel to The Predator. And it is an absolute winner. I give it up to them. Uh, the, uh, it's about, it's basically set in the 17, late 1700s. Um, it is a prequel uh, because all the shows, of course, take, you know, take place later. Um, but the the movie star is a young female. She's actually from the Sioux tribe. Um, and her name is Amber Midthunder. Uh, of course, she's an indigenous American member of the Sioux tribe. And she actually auditioned for the role in Comanche. So she actually spoke Comanche to get this role. Let me tell you, all y'all talk about what, what was the movie with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger where he played uh, the Terminator. Y'all talk about mm-hmm. Linda. What's the Linda Evans? What's her name? You know her name, Tanya B. Linda, Linda, Linda Hamilton, Hamilton ex-wife yeah. of James Cameron of Titanic fame. Y'all yes. think her. about, you think about Linda Hamilton, like putting it down, but this shit, <laughs> she is, <laughs> she is fierce with an ax. So that's all I got to say. Y'all check it out. It's on Hulu. It's called Prey, P-R-E-Y. Definitely, um, it, it is my top pick for the week. Also, if you're a fan, which I'm a fan of Google, Google and Bapha Ra, uh, her new series is Surface. It's on Apple. It is impressive. Uh, and actually, you know, if y'all don't know Google, she's from Beyond the Lights uh, by the same director who did Love and Basketball. She plays the star and, you know, the, the rap the singer in that. Uh, also, if you haven't seen the movie Fast Colors, uh, she is the star in that. And also, if you saw the Black Mirror episode with the, um, uh, I always say the name wrong, but y'all know, if you watch Black Mirror, you know what I'm talking about. She starred in that and actually won an Emmy. But the series is produced by Reese Witherspoon. I did not know that's Reese Witherspoon's company that actually uh, does mm-hmm. uh, a lot on Apple. They did the morning show on Apple as well. Apple really, you know the thing about Apple uh, TV, uh, the Apple Plus, the app, is the fact that they're the quality of their show. When you watch it, it doesn't look like it's in a cheap set at all. It's like they spent a whole lot of money to do it. So kudos mm-hmm. to her. It's a great looking show. A little slow in the beginning, but it's a great looking show. Uh, people are tripping about Discovery and Warner. And the reason being they dropped the Black the Batgirl movie. 
Uh, not the black girl yeah, movie, <laughs> but but the bat girl movie. Uh, but it was done, you know, it was Latina. And the movie was actually budgeted for $90 million. Um, they saw it, the new owners, which, you know, Discovery bought, Time Warner, the new owners saw the movie and they didn't feel it would actually give them the return that they needed. They've had some major issues. Their stock prices falling like a rock, like a lead balloon. And the new mergers really, you know, is giving them a significant hit. You know, so they basically made a decision. The other thing is they leaked the script on, you know, and a lot of people saw the script and said, mm. eh, kind of garbage, may not want to do it. Um, I think it's unfortunate for the actress. Um, also unfortunate for Michael Keaton was supposed to come back as Batman. Brendan Fraser, who did all the mummy movies, was supposed to be in it. And, um, you know, had some star power, but people just didn't feel they didn't feel the company didn't feel it was going to live up to uh, to the standard. Now, they're going to go ahead and release The Flash with all the, you know, you know, the star of that movie is like, damn, he's yeah, he lost his mind. What's that? All that mess he don't got. His oh, yeah. Too? All the mess. They're going to go ahead and release that because they feel I think it tested better when it came down to, to the audience because they run tests. They do audience testing on it. I'm going to leave it at that. We're going to see. Also, one more thing, y'all. If you have HBO Max, I have HBO Max. Uh, and I, I basically, because I'm an AT&T customer, you get HBO Max, you get HBO for free. That deal may go away. And what they're going to do. Maybe not for long. Yeah, maybe not for long. Because what's happening is your HBO, all that is part of your AT&T. But what they're going to do is supposedly combine all the apps, HBO Max, all that under a discovery app. So all their products, all their brands are going to be under HBO Max. Well, not under HBO Max, but it's going to discovery HBO Max which uh, is going to probably push out the deal that they have with AT&T because, you know, now they're looking at the they looking at the bottom line. OK. All right, y'all. Uh, you know, if you have any comments, again, go to castropolis.net. Um, click on the people poll. You can definitely leave us comments there. You can go to our social media. Uh, we're on IG. We're on YouTube, all those places and just leave us comment. You know, you know, again, let me let me say what's up, because I didn't think she, she's in the building. She is definitely, <laughs> she's, she's in the building. Y'all give it up for the one and only, the love coach is in the building. Yes. And, and I, I really appreciate you, Stephanie, coming in. Uh, Stephanie Gray, y'all. I thought you said she was a life coach. She is a love coach. I said love. There's, you know, love you and said, life. <laughs> last week, she, I'm telling coach, last week he said, two weeks ago, he said life coach. No, no. I got three seats. We okay. have love coach Kim who's coming in. You know, life coach. Yeah. Let me say life coach Kim, who's coming in. This is love coach Steph, and she's a love coach. Yeah, so love, love coaching is, I mean, definitely includes, you know, life coaching. But I like to focus uh, on love coaching because actually at the center of life coaching is self-love. And if any coach isn't coming from that place, um, you probably should do a little digging on that. Well put. Very well put. And and again, yeah. um, the love coach, Steph Gray. It's okay if I call you Steph. Is that cool? People, yeah, yeah. People call you Steph. For sure. And uh, she's been on the show before, back on the episode when we tried to do our, we were, we're thinking about doing the love connection, but COVID just ran rampant on everything. Oh, boy. And, and I think that was the last time we actually talked. It was- That was the last time. It was almost like right at the beginning when things just started going haywire, but love coach, yep. Steph Gray, her book is 10 Universal Rules of Love. Go to the website, stephanielgray.com. She's an author, entrepreneur, 
Um, she's been, again, with us before. Uh, she is an international or, or a former international pro athlete. And, and I saw her post and, and I had to bring her on, reach out to her. I always follow, uh, you know, Steph, she, she does great content. And, and one of the things uh, that basically hit me is what I've been saying and we've been seeing on the show. I agree with her that a lot of what Brittany's going through, going through right now has to do with equity and, and pay. Mm -hmm. And can you speak to that? Because you've been uh, an international pro player. How did that impact mm -hmm. you and, and in terms of, you know, your, your life and, and having to travel to all these different locations? Go ahead. Well, I'll, I'll say it impacted me in, in a couple of different ways. There, of course, is a wonderful impact, right? You're being paid to do something that you've been doing your whole life and probably would do for free so that you can go to a different country and live. So there is that aspect of it. Um, and that's a wonderful part of it. But the other part of it is, you know, once the shine or the sheen of that kind of wears off, mm. you look up and you look around and no one speaks your language. Your family isn't there. Your friends aren't there. And you're in this foreign country to do a job. Now, the, the beautiful part is um, women's sports in a lot of other countries are a lot more respected than they are here in the United States. So there is a huge fan base. There is, I mean, we were really treated like rock stars in the countries that I played in. Um, a lot of respect for, especially women's basketball. Um, but the other aspect of it is we had, we have to do that, right? So mm. if you're speaking about the WNBA mm. in particular, um, you have these franchise players like Sue Bird and uh, Brittany Griner. And I mean, back a little bit before I was playing Lisa Leslie, even, and, you know, Rebecca Lobo, who's now um, a commentator, like all of those women had to go to Europe to make a livable wage, um, to, to make the equivalent of what still not, not a, not a franchise player makes an NBA, but just the equivalent of what may be that last bench player makes. And mm. so uh, the, on, on that post, you'll be surprised. It's, and this especially came from men. Um, oh, Lord. Which, <laughs> you know, no one cares about the WNBA. Oh. No one likes the sport. Um, they're not going to make as much because it's, you know, it's not as popular of a sport. And, you know, it's not making as much money on and on and on. Valid arguments, right? Yeah. Uh, valid arguments. WNBA is does not have as much of a draw as the NBA. But I'll tell you what, when the NBA was 25 years old, they didn't have they were on the brink of in fact, before Larry Bird and Magic Johnson entered the NBA, they were on the brink of going defunct. Yep. And at the time it was also the ABA. Hey, right? hey let me let me say this, Stephanie. If y'all don't believe mm -hmm. that, take a look at winning time on HBO yeah. because it speaks yeah. to that right before Magic. And right before Bird, these owners were yeah. just nickel and dime. And they, they, they were trying to figure out what we're going to do. How are we going to continue this? That's right. Yeah. And at that time, the NBA wasn't 30. I believe it was like 28 years old at yeah. the time. So if you're looking, if you want to compare the timeline where the WNBA is right now, I would say it's a lot farther along than where the NBA was at the same age. Okay. Uh, in terms of popularity, in terms of people knowing about it. Now, I think just in general, women's sports in this country are not well received because women athletes, if you don't look a certain way, hmm. 
a lot of uh, the market, the, the product itself is normally marketed to men, white men in particular. And what white men want to see are not strong black women running up and down a basketball court, some of whom may be LGBTQ. But even if you are not, you know, if you are if you look strong, mm-hmm. that's not attractive to the typical consumer of NBA basketball, which, believe it or not, is a white male. That And that's not just women's basketball. That's women's sports across the board. If you so think about Florence uh, Flojo, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. She was well received because she ran, but she had the long nail. She had the hair. She had the makeup. She had the she gave the femininity that patriarchy wants to see. Yeah. If I'm speaking frankly. No, um, frankly, we want it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's that to contend with, which is a ceiling that women's sports needs to break through. Um, So what I said to those men who made the argument of no one cares about it or the WNBA isn't as popular and blah, blah, blah. My argument was you sound and and women will make more money when the sport is more popular just because they're doing equal work doesn't mean they should get equal pay. These are things that people have actually said. Yeah. to them, I said, and these are a lot of black men. Um, you sound just like a white man who is talking about why black people aren't farther along in this country, why we are financially mm-hmm. uh, behind a lot of other races without talking about what enslavement and Jim Crow did to black people to financially oppress them. Yeah. So to me, it's this it's the same concept. Um, and I, I spoke about it just because. If now, not by the way, not taking any accountability away from Brittany Griner, because I had this conversation with a lot of people. I think it was absolutely ridiculous and stupid for her to have that shit in her bag. Hmm. She's played there for nine years. She knows the Russian law and we are at war with Russia, not a ground war, but we are definitely in war with Russia because of the Ukraine. If you're in this country, you need to know that and you need to handle yourself accordingly. When I played internationally, my biggest thing was I need to get home. Let so me, whatever I need to do. Uh, on, that note, home, yeah. on that note, Steph, do you think, I mean, yeah. are, are, are women athletes still going to Russia at this point like this, playing for um, the Brittany, Brittany, Brittany played there for eight years, and some women were are still going there. Really? Just like there are women who go to Israel. Wow. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who actually played in Israel, and Israel has been at war with Palestine for a thousand years. Hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they go to these war-torn countries, um, especially in that Eastern European area where there's a lot of unrest with those governments and they go there to play basketball because there's money to be made there. Do you think they should? Do you, do you think they should? Um, at this point, right now, at, at, at this stage, after I wouldn't Brian. play in Russia right now. Absolutely not. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend playing in Russia. I wouldn't recommend playing anywhere where the government is unstable because that um, that would endanger your chances of coming home. And that's the most important thing, not the money, but being able to come home. Um, But the point I was going to make before the accountability piece is she shouldn't have to do that. You know, women's athletes shouldn't have to do that. The WNBA is a subsidiary, subsidiary 
of the NBA, which means that the NBA has the capital if they so chose to invest in the WNBA. And it probably would make that product that much stronger. Why? Because now women don't have to spend time overseas. And so they can be here promoting the brand, um, getting stronger as players. It could be more attractive to international players. The NBA has so many international players right now because it's such a strong brand. And I, I just firmly believe that the investment hasn't been made uh, in a substantial way, in a, in a very substantial way, because um, of the excuse of it's not a popular sport. Um, let, let me make a statement, but, and I want you to, I want you to think about this because we're sure we're in line with with what I'm in line with what you're saying. But when you sure. look at Kyrie made a made a statement, LeBron James mm-hmm. has has made a statement on on Brittany Griner. Why haven't these mm-hmm. guys, if you consider the amount of money that Kyrie er, er, Kyrie makes, and, and basically when you look at last season and you look at the amount of time he played versus the amount of money he made, or even looking at LeBron, looking at a lot of these players and a lot yeah. of the money that they generate, why haven't the, the black men players, the black male players just said, look, we're going to help sustain, because you know I don't expect uh, the commissioner to do anything more. I think it's going to have to come from the actual black players uh, who see this uh, as a way to protect their women or the women who are part of their organization. Why haven't they just said, hey, we're going to give, you know, if it's two million, you know, per player to just have some type of fund, almost a sponsorship, or we're just going to buy out the empty seats and if, you know, at, at the games. Why do you think that hasn't happened? Um, because unlike Kobe Bryant, a lot of these men don't, are not girl dads and they don't have women who potentially would play in the NBA. God rest Kobe Bryant. But I think if he were still alive, he was already advocating for that. I think he would really continue to advocate for that and also put his money where his mouth is. Um, I think a lot of it, it's privilege, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even black men, we all enjoy privilege of, of some sort, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you are a, a professional athlete and you are a black man, you have privilege. You have a privilege that you take for granted. And although I, I applaud them for speaking out on these things, it's different when you put your money yes. where your mouth is. And not only that, the NBA, I mean, the, the NBA, uh, the WNBA is subsidiary of the NBA um, says, you know, they have players unions. How come the women's union is separate from the men's union um, that would give better collective bargaining for, for women as well. So there's a lot of gaps, if you will, in what people say and what people do, but what is their incentive to do so? Unless you, unless this is personally impacting you, i.e. Kobe Bryant and God, God bless that man. He was doing so much for women's basketball mm-hmm. because of his baby. He yeah. had a baby girl. He had, he had, he had an had, investment. He, yeah. He mm-hmm. actually had, you know, he had an interest in, in how she would That's right. actually, you know, her, her opportunity to play. Yeah. That's right. But yeah. before he had Gia, he probably, it wasn't on his radar either. So I think it, it, it will take these men 
being personally impacted by what's happening to these women athletes, because it's really not even about protecting women as much as it is, as it, it is about seeing us as equal athletes. Like we work as hard as uh, men work to perfect our sport, especially if you're playing professionally. I mean, we put the same hours on the court. Hmm. We t- listen, I, don't, I can't count the number of elbows I've taken in my body. The, <laughs> the number of times I went home bruised up and banged up. I've torn my ACL. I've had six surgeries altogether between my knees. Like, like we do the same things and it's just about seeing women athletes as equals. And until that happens, we'll probably be having this conversation. How do do you think, and and I'll throw it to uh, my co-host here, but I do want to ask one more question about Griner. How do you think the situation is going to turn out now that they've handed down a sentence? Well, I'm, I'm hopeful that, the trade will happen. Uh, she had to be sentenced before um, President Biden and Vice President uh, Kamala Harris were able to, and the State Department were able to really make an offer to trade this prisoner of war that we, or this this prisoner that we, of uh, Russia that we have in the United States mm-hmm. serving a 25 year sentence. Before we're able to make that trade, she had to be sentenced. And, and legally put into uh, their their camp there. And so now that that's happened, I'm certain uh, that the, the U.S. government is doing everything they can to bring her and the other U.S. Um, I think they have two Marines that are there mm-hmm. imprisoned as well, and they're trying to package that and bring them home. So I'm hopeful that by the end of the year, maybe um, that all of them will be home because I wouldn't want to be in prison anywhere, but I damn sure wouldn't want to be in prison in Russia. Nope. That's <laughs> um, like that's like the old movie. What was the movie back in uh, back in the seventies? Midnight Express. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my. And, and Papillon. Those two movies yeah. like run through my head when I think about Russia. I'm like, oh my god. No. Please. I would never in a million years want to be there. Um, so I'm hoping that happens. But another thing I'm hoping. Two other things I hope happen. Yeah. Okay. That. That Brittany Griner will consider her role in this and be a lot more responsible and, and speak out about the responsibility of athletes, U.S. athletes playing abroad. Mm. Um, was her sentence trumped up? Absolutely. Did she break the law? Absolutely. There's no way that you should have had that with you. I, I will say that until the cows come home. But the sentence certainly did not fit the crime. And the second thing I hope happens is that a substantive conversation begins about bringing equity to pay for WNBA players and all women's athletes for that matter, so that maybe our athletes don't have to go to European countries or other foreign countries, period, to play unless they so choose. Hmm. Not because they're forced to, but unless that is their choice. Good stuff. Good stuff. Y'all give it up for the one and only... Love, Coach, Steph. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. And, and you know, I, I do have one more question, and, and I'm going to check to see if Tanya B and Vi, if they have a question. But my quick question is, and, and I, I didn't ask you about this in advance, so hopefully you, you're willing to answer this. And I'm going to say, her, hopefully okay. I say her name, Liz Cambridge. <laughs> okay. Released. Am I saying her, her last name correct? I, I, Liz. Cambridge, you said? Yeah, Cambridge. Cambridge from, uh, she played for L.A., the L.A. Sparks. Okay. Okay. You familiar with her? Um, Thank you. Okay. She left the Sparks and I'm not going to get into it, but she made a comment and you don't hear as much about it because she's mixed Mm -hmm. race. She's from Australia. I think her dad Mm -hmm. is black. Her mom's Australian. 
Okay, big girl, big, big girl, six yes. seven. Yeah, she yeah, was standing next about. to Shaq, and yeah. she made some derogatory comments some months ago. Now they've denied the fact that she said it, but it was odd mm. that they let her go. They decided not to keep her. They actually just did not renew her deal in L.A. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you had any thoughts about you know why, but um, I you know she's just been kind of a somewhat of a controversial figure for some of the things she said. You know, she said some derogatory things about Nigerian women. Um, Mm. You know, when you start throwing around the word monkey, I don't know if she said it, she denied it, um, Mm. you know, in the locker room. uh, But all of a sudden her her contract gets canceled. And um, interesting. But go ahead. Just wondering if you that wouldn't surprise me. But the WNBA is doing all it can as a brand mm-hmm. to uh, to to shine a light on diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, even down to this is the first year I've ever seen the WNBA affirm LGBTQ plus players, which they're a large large part of their audience has been that from inception. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that they would part ways with her. Um, I saw her, uh, she, that young lady is, is troubled in a, in a lot, in a lot of different ways. She's a, a brilliant and talented ball player, mm-hmm. but she's definitely troubled. Um, and I think she's out ahead of her skis, if you will. Yeah. Um, I, I think she's very, very arrogant, which you need some level of arrogance and ego to be good at anything, especially to be a good athlete. So I support that. But when it becomes toxic and it's breaking down your team yeah. um, and the coach at, in L.A. is. Um, uh, what is his name? He's a he was a he's a pro uh, ex NBA player. I can't think of his name right yeah, now. Yeah, he played guard um, for the guard for the Lakers. I know you're talking about. That's right. Uh, that's right. I can't think of his name right minute, now. But I know you're talking about. He yeah. coached in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Some someone of that caliber mm-hmm. as a coach, I yeah. can totally see him saying, "Get the hell out of here." Yeah. I don't want that toxicity on my team. He's mm-hmm. a champion, so he knows what it takes to get there. Well, I'm glad whatever was going on, it was a distraction, and I think they made the move. Yeah. Too. To kind of let they called it divorcing her con. They were divorcing themselves from her contract. I said, "Damn!" <laughs> but anyway, yeah. thank you for thank you so much again for coming on and and congrats to you. I think since we since we had you on the show, uh, you you've you've gotten hitched and and, and yes, again, I did. your beautiful wife <laughs> and and you know I I think you you think you got are, are you happy now in 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 the ATL coming from you know because you're Chicago right you Chicago that's right that's right you, that's you're not right. homesick are you you're not homesick. I'll tell you what I miss is Lake Michigan. I, I've never oh, been landlocked yeah. before. Yeah. I so, I, so I miss, I miss Lake Michigan, but I, I can't front on the A. I'm, I'm very happy here. It was a, one of the best moves of my life. So I'm happy to be here. And thank you for asking. Oh, well, thank you. And, and congratulations uh, to you and, and keep up the great work. Will you come back and do some love coaching in the future? I, absolutely. Absolutely. Whenever you need me, Tommy. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you again. Y'all give it up for the right, one and back. only. One and only. We need the love. Thank you so much, man. Love, love, Coach Steph. Thank you so much. We appreciate you, Stephanie Gray. The website is stephanielgray.com. Uh, that's stephanielgray.com. On IG, she is I am the love coach. Um, and yes, she is, she is right here in, in our very own ATL. All right, y'all, you know, again, go to castropolis.net. Uh, everything everything you need is is there, uh, definitely. I'll have a link for the information I talked about on the new bill that's passed, so you guys can go in and see what benefits there are for you. 
Um, you know, I, I think that there are some opportunities, but I think there are some a lot of missed opportunities. But I'm I'm gonna keep it positive. But but you know, I will say, you know, one of the things is we still have to hold them accountable. You know, and I'm not gonna get on my soapbox because you know I start beating that dead horse. I didn't beat the dead horse. <laughs> the bones are gone on the dead horse. I've been beating. No, you you beat that horse back to life. It came back from the dead. You know, I'm going to be everlasting But you know why, Tanya B? Because people call me and say, man, why are you so hard on Biden? You need to be positive. You need to be happy. I say, I'm not. Because the last thing he said, one of the biggest things he said in that inauguration address, as well as his his acceptance speech in November, was, you know, the African-American community had my back when things were at their lowest. We turned things around for him. So, you know, don't put us on the back burner. You know, that's all I got to say. I'm going to leave it at that. Um... I'm a, we're going to go to final thoughts and then close out the show. But again, happy birthday uh, to both you guys. I mean, to Vi, not uh, to both uh, my co-hosts, to Tanya B. It's her month, the birthday month, all month long. Oh, yeah. Yes, you know, but we, we forgot somebody very important. To Vi dipping it and doing it. I saw you, man. I, was was that a red solo cup in your hand? But I digress. Go ahead, Tanya B. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just want to say happy greatness day, happy birthday, happy born day to somebody who I think has had an effect on uh, just global culture. And that is our forever president, Barack Obama, Absolutely. who celebrates a birthday. I believe it's today. Yes, it is. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And you know what he did? Yeah. What did he do? What did he do? He, he and Michelle went down to... Um, the Cape in, in, in Boston, which, it, which doesn't really have a lot of people that look like this, more people that look mm-hmm. like this. Yep. And they are supporting an African-American film festival down there. So if anyone's yep. into film and things like that, you know, they have them in, you know, Orlando and Atlanta and Miami and everything, you know, go support, um, you know, the Cape. And people Cape were not, God, people were not expecting African-American film festival. They were not expecting. No, not them. at all. When, when they came in, it was like, everybody's like, oh my That's God. That's the best thing. You just yeah. roll up and blow up the spot. Yeah, yeah, they were like, oh, my God, it's Michelle. Yeah, you could just hear, you know, all over IG people posting the videos. So uh, definitely, um, you know, but but uh, again, you know, I, I remain positive, but you know, we still got to hold them accountable. But it is the best week, definitely probably the best week of his um, of his uh, presidency. When you look at the fact that they took out the Al Qaeda leader, they, they got the PACT Act passed uh, by we, you and I talked about the burn pits. You were in Iraq, mm-hmm. so you know about yeah. the burn pits. Uh, and can we say shout out to John Stewart because he could yeah, be doing a time. whole lot. He could be sitting big down, time. just chilling, you know, counting his money. But you know, once again, he's out there defending the forgotten, the people, the nine eleven, you know, the uh, EMTs and the medical workers and those folks. And now, you know, he's one I think who's putting his money where his mouth is. And I, I think, uh, you know, just giving up his time because that's that's priceless. But I just want to give him five on it because he doesn't have to do that. He could just be somewhere chilling, like a lot of these athletes are about <laughs> Brittany Griner. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's he's not you know just out there for the PR. I, I believe he's really committed to this. So five wanted to John Stewart. I give it up to him. And also, I, I got to say uh, they need people like John Stewart, because one of the things it, when you have somebody who will say any like cuss and go, you need those lightning rod 
people to support these causes, not somebody who's just going to go up and give you a bunch of these and thous and we must and Bob, you know, we must do this for the people. No, you need somebody like John Stewart. You need, you know, it's like John Stewart, know what it was? I, say, I, no, I think he, yeah, he got his ghetto, uh, his, his bus pass. He earned it this week. He earned it. Yes, he, yeah, he called him out. He, yeah. As he should. Call him, call him he out. said, shit, right, but, but, but excuse me for cussing, but motherfuckers, damn. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I think he expresses the frustration of all those oh, military families and the families of people that died from 9-11 and the government's acting like, you know, they got the head in the sand, like it, this, these illnesses don't exist. They exist. And it's like, look, you got people out there who for all intents and purposes are just jacked up for life who will never be the same. Yeah, and you don't want to give them some basic, you know, mental health care. You don't want to recognize the sacrifices they made. You know what? I stand with John Stewart. Let's go see. I got my pressure up. I'm ready to go start a protest. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Really? Any, any final thoughts, Tanya B? You got any final thoughts before we get to the you know, A shout out to, I got, yeah, I have a thought and I know this has, I, I just want to say this. I want to know who in the Sam Hell Hill went down to the Jaya house in New York and put 28000 <laughs> dollars on R. Kelly's books, but it's okay because the feds and the sex trafficking victims fund came and took it and now he only got five hundred dollars. How many chips can he buy down to the jail before his, they move him? What's his girl's what? name in the ATL? What's his what's her name? Honey, Joycelyn gonna have to go back moving with her mama in them. Because now, you know, <laughs> no, he, he hit a bag of money with her. But yeah, he's like, Who took my money? Who took my money? The feds took it, the attorneys took it, the people you had to pay those fines to took it, and the victims fund who deserves it. So you know he can't count past five anyway so the money gone <laughs> that money gone you know, that and man. I would say and if those people that are in his cult want to go think they're going to go down there and replenish the funds all the feds are going to do is take it and keep paying more fines and, and paying more victims so I, I really applaud the feds for doing that very cool and I'm very done you know I got some cooking to do I hear you. What, what else you got you got anything money alone. that's what I'm saying he said it what, you got any, got any final thoughts before we do benediction by which, and by the way, I can I can really see your Shifero real good right now. And that Shifero is <laughs> let, me, let me give it up for the Shifero. <laughs> Go ahead, man. I threw you off, didn't I? <laughs> you did. I don't know what to say no more. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, Bob. All I'm gonna say, all of the people who are all on it on this the Sean Watson gig. I'm saying I don't not saying the man did anything wrong, but I think he's what he didn't get to play ball last year, mm. and this six months like the, like the judge said, yeah, he was wrong, but he he didn't commit a violent crime. If the women really wanted him to pay, so why did they agree to sell out of court? Yeah, yeah. Now you agree to sell out of court, and you still want to punish him. If you really want to punish him, why don't you just hold your ground and go to court with it? Yeah. So you want your money and that because oh, COVID is real and they needed money to pay their rent so they wouldn't get evicted. That's why they said a lot of court. Come on, <laughs> but now. you know what? No, but I think, yeah, but you can't. Yeah. My thing, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Oh, no, I, yeah. I agree with you. But again, I, the struggle is real, and they didn't want to get evicted. They got their little go away money. My That's thing, not, that was did, some go away money. My thing is, so if you gonna take the money, then stop to my heat put. It. You took the money, y'all. Y'all took the money. But you take you the money, then the money. all bets are off. All you right. took the money. So all why are you still talking about he can get, but you took the money and you still but y'all took the money. Yeah. Y'all could have went to court. Y'all chose not to go to court. Yeah. Everybody they couldn't afford to go to court. Come on. They're about <laughs> to get evicted, by. Uh, I'm not trying to but I, I understand like so I'm not trying to protect him. I'm, I'm yeah, I, hear you, I hear you, man. 
I hear you. I mean, just let it, it's time to move on. But I will say this, um, that franchise is going to be everywhere they go. Uh, it's going to be, pro- they're going to be protest outside. I mean, the women's organization. Cleveland don't care. Cleveland, Cleveland doesn't care, win, but they're going to be going everywhere. Cleveland said, if he win, what yeah. thing about the NFL? Yeah. Winning, if you win, they, they look the other way, right? Winning, winning cures all. But I'm going to say winning this. Let all. me say this, y'all. I'm going to say this. He has to win because if he does not win, it's going to be holy hell. In his you life, they, I mean, I'm telling he's you, already I, in holy he is, he's in Cleveland. Yeah, he is holy hell. He is, he is the Jackson. highest paid. No, 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 not not because of the fact that uh, because of these all all of these settlements by and, and Tanya B, but also because of the fact that this he's got guaranteed to. He's the highest played pay, player in the league right now. For now, for now. Until, to, to Lamar the Jackson. Uh, we'll see what Lamar Jackson. Contract. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see how that contract. goes. We'll see how that goes. But one more thing, yeah. um, I, I do, I do want to ask, um, and and this is one more, just just real quick, and then we'll we'll close out the show. Um, I just want to mention this before we go. Hank Aaron, and, and I want to thank Harold Michael Harvey. Uh, Hank Aaron is actually getting the bust of Hank Aaron. If you've ever been to Turner Field, which is now owned by Georgia State, for all my ATL folks. Uh, they have moved uh, the bust of Hank Aaron from the Turner Field location and decided to put it in Adams Park, which is actually my old stomping ground. It's where I played, uh, you know, youth football and youth basketball, but it's only about three miles from his home. There's an article that Harold Michael Harvey did, and I'm going to make sure that we have that uh, posted on the podcast notes. But, hey, Vi, let's go ahead and do it, man. And and um, let's see. Let's see. Let me get it ready. Don't say no, Tanya B. Here you go. Are you ready for the benediction? <laughs> I'm ready, my brother. <laughs> you know Tanya B always jumps in. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're going to get me. Go ahead, Bob. Go ahead. What you got? <laughs> Give us the benediction, man. Often we ask, what does God expect from me? Here, Moses gives a summary that is simple, informed, and easy to remember. Here are the essentials. One, fear God. Two, live in a way that pleases him. Three, love him. Four, Serve him with all your heart and soul. And five, obey his command. Too often, we complicate the faith and man-made rules, regulation, requirements. Are you frustrated and burnt out from trying hard to please God? Concentrate on his real requirement and find peace. Respect, follow, love, serve, and obey. Deuteronomy 10, 12-13. What does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Keep the commandments of the Lord and the statutes. In other words, it ain't hard to please God. Just love him, obey him, and follow his lead. That's all it takes. All these man-made rules, we keep, all these churches keep made for you? No, that is not it. It's easy. Love, obey, and follow. And you please in God. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, country commentator. Welcome back, man. Welcome back. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I knew she had to get it in. I knew she was going to get it in. All right, y'all. But Stop again, playing with the Lord today. <laughs> go to Castropolis. <laughs> hey, you're a better man than me to go, you know, to say Deuteronomy. See, I didn't screw it up Deuteronomy. Again, that's because you're playing. See, that's what you're... stop playing with the Lord. Quick, let me get out. Go to Don't ask me to spell it. Go to castropolis.net. <laughs> 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 
go to castropolis.net, click on the people poll if you have any comments, any feedback. Love to hear from you. Also, uh, all the information is there if you want to follow us, if you want to definitely download the podcast, everything. Again, thank you so much. Um, def- definitely thank you to um, uh, Steph, the love, love coach Steph, uh, stephanielgray.com. I'll make sure her information is on the podcast notes. You can go that, go there and get everything you need. I sound, I'm sounding like Obama. The older I get, <laughs> I'm sounding like damn Obama. Me and you both by getting to 60, man. I'm, I'm sounding like Obama. <laughs> Episode 140 is in the can, y'all. And we are out of here. Power to the people and peace. Y'all have a good week. And peace. Hallelujah. <laughs> You're not going to say COVID? Come on. <laughs> and hey, B- hey, the BA5 is badass, badass 5, and the badass 4.6 is not playing with y'all. Keep, keep, keep on your 70 and keep 20 rolling, okay? Yeah. Wash, your, wash your hands and don't put them in your face. There you wash go. more than your hands. Monkey pox is real, y'all. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank y'all. Have a good week. You've been listening to the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.